to another episode of It's Not the End of the World. It's me, Krethika, and today we're going to be talking about things that I feel like we don't talk about enough. I've had a very interesting week. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, I'm taking my first exam for the acute semester, so it's a nerve-wracking, stressful day. So the past week has just been a little, it's been interesting, it's been rough, but through all the trials and tribs, I've come up with a lot of things that I feel like we don't talk about enough just based on the things that happened this week, and I'm very excited to share my findings. I am looking forward to this week. We have the med gala on Friday, which is basically just like a a prom for med school is what I'm getting. I'm not super sure. I'm reusing my bridesmaid dress. I'm going to be a bridesmaid in the summer. Very exciting. And I didn't want to spend money on another dress, so I got that dress hemmed. And I will be using it for the gala. Stay tuned on Instagram. I'll probably post it in my photo dump for next week's episode. I'm sure I'll have lots of stuff to fill you guys in on about the gala. And I also am participating in my first ever like research poster conference. I know um, I technically did one in the summer when I went to Boston. But this is the first one I'm kind of doing on my own and doing like a poster judgment and stuff like that. So some exciting things for next week I just have to get through today and then we'll be fine so this past week I think one of my favorite things that I realized we don't talk about enough is BB Bop I genuinely think that BB Bop is the best fast food chain in Ohio and I feel very comfortable saying that because I feel like for the most part our options are very basic and limited in the state of Ohio there's not a lot of like like, we don't have In-N-Out, we don't have Bucky's. I don't... Bucky? I think that's how you say that one, like the one from Texas. Which, regardless, I mean, I couldn't eat anything from those places because they don't have any vegan options. I th- just think that BB Bop... I've never been to a BB Bop where the employees are mean to me. Like, they, they're always consistently super nice. They're generous with the toppings. Everything there tastes good. I've never, ha- I've never met somebody who doesn't like BB Bop. And so I feel like we don't talk about it enough. It does not get the love it deserves. BB Bop is an amazing establishment. Uh, and for somebody who loves like very flavorful meals and like expects a lot, you I feel like you have lower expectations when you go to fast food places, but BB Bop always delivers. Everything tastes amazing. And if you get a regular bowl, that's easily two meals right there. So the value is insane. So yeah, I could go on and on about how much I love BB Bop. I didn't realize that I loved it until this past week. My group went on Wednesday because normally on Wednesdays we have class from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. But because we had a really long break, they kind of squeezed everything into two weeks. And so we had class from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. That was a rough day for everybody involved, I think. Anywho, we had an hour lunch break and our school's right across from a BB Bop. So we went to BB Bop, obviously, and I haven't been to BB Bop in so long. I forgot how good it is and I forgot like it's kind of dangerous how close it is because now I'm like tempted to just go get BB Bop but I can't be spending as cheap as it is I can't spend money on BB Bop I can't eat out all the time so you know that is a little unfortunate but it's such a great option next I've been obsessed with the song Maneater specifically the live version by Andrew Bart Feldman in the movie No Hard Feelings. I think I've talked about this before, like after I watched the movie. I don't know what came over me, 
I think on Monday night, I like that song was just stuck in my head, but specifically this version. I shit you not, yesterday, I think I listened to that song, the same song, five times in a row before realizing like, oh my God, it's just playing the same song over and over again. Like as I was just like mindlessly like studying and stuff. And I think collectively this week, I've listened to that one song like 20 times. Like that's not normal, but I... Something about the way he sings this song, it just really speaks to me. I just, like, I love it. And now I have to listen to it. Like, it's the first song I listened to before I study. And that's just how it's been this whole week. After it got stuck in my head, I basically know that song by heart now. So, you know, that's pretty great. I'm sure it'll come in handy at some point in the future. If you haven't listened to that version of the song, please do. And then let me know what you think. Because I can't be the only one. I mean, I know I'm not the only one who's obsessed with his version of the song because it's so good. But anyways, next, eating in silence. I think that obviously this is something that's very normal. It's nothing like profound. A lot of people eat in silence, I'm sure. I personally haven't done this in a very long time. I feel like for the most part when I'm eating a meal, I'm either listening to an episode of Up First, like the podcast, or I'm watching a YouTube video, or I'm watching like a TV show or movie or something. Like I'm consuming media of some sort. Very, very rarely am I eating in silence. Just with me, myself, and I. Just my thoughts to preoccupy myself. This week, I babysat on Tuesday night, and the family that I babysat for lived really close to my parents. So I was like, you know what? Let's go home. I don't need to cook dinner tonight. I will just take whatever's in the fridge. So I went home, I had my dinner, but I decided to eat at the dining table around the time that my, like, but the timing just didn't work out. My mom's doing swim lessons right now, which is so fun for her. Um, but so by the time I came home, like, she was heading off to her swim lessons. My dad was working late. So I ended up just sitting at the dining table alone and eating dinner. And guess what? Eating dinner only took 10 minutes because I wasn't watching a YouTube video or a TV show where I was like, I can't stop, I need to watch the whole video. And I was just looking out the window, just eating, just thinking about life. I saw an entire family of deers in my backyard. And I'm not saying that if you eat in silence, you're going to see like an entire family of deers in your backyard because, you know, I don't know where you live and that's probably not likely. Regardless, if I was watching a video, like, I probably wouldn't have been able to appreciate the nature and whatever the hell was around me. So that was really cool to see, and I feel like just doing stuff in silence isn't something we talk about a lot. Obviously, I know everybody probably does this to an extent, like, myself included. I think I just hadn't fully appreciated that until until I saw a family of deers in my backyard and was like, whoa, that's really cool. So I ate breakfast in silence again today, mainly to save time. Because now, like, if I'm listening to Up First while I'm eating breakfast, the entire episode has to play. Like, I can't do anything else until the episode is over. And so I'm a very quick eater. Like, I can eat any meal in probably 10 minutes or less. Obviously, there's caveats to that. But homemade meals where, like, I'm doing the portion sizing and everything myself, I can eat them in 10 minutes or less. An Up First episode can be anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. And so that's a waste of five to 10 minutes, which doesn't seem like a lot, but like when you add it up over time, it does make a difference. So I think it, this, is gonna, this was a helpful realization for me to kind of free myself from being like, you need to consume media while you're eating. 
I think it has to do with the fact of maybe sometimes I feel lonely when I'm eating a meal alone and then when I'm watching media, consuming media, I'm alone but I'm not alone. But I think I have to push myself to feel not lonely when I'm alone, which I have done an episode on. Um, And so, yeah, you know, something that we will continually be working on. So I just talked about eating in silence for like three minutes, I think, but you get the point. Going off of the babysitting, I babysat these two twins and I'm going to be real. I don't really know exactly how old they are. I think they're like nine or ten. I spent two hours with them and I came to realize that I think the perfect age of children like generally to babysit or be in charge of or spend time with is nine to ten years old because I feel like they're at an age where they'll still listen to you if you tell them like you know no don't do that but they're old enough to for you not to have to worry about like every little thing it might just be also that these children are were like extremely mature for their age. I haven't hung out with a 9 to 10 year old since I was 9. So it's been a while. But it was just, I feel like for what it was, it was a very easy job. Like they were very well behaved. I mean, you know, the entire time, so it's a boy and a girl. So the entire time they were trying to like beat each other up. But in a like a, in a friendly way, not in a way that was like actually concerning And anytime I was like, hey, no, like, don't do that, they would stop. And, you know, they were able to get their own snacks, like, pick out the games they wanted to play, clean up after themselves. They packed their lunch for school the next day. Like, I was just standing there. I wasn't even helping or doing anything. And I just, like, I don't know. I really am not good at interacting with children just because I don't really see them that often. And I don't, like, work with them or so. It's just, like... I don't know if they feel awkward, but I feel awkward. I'm just treating them like they're 22-year-olds and they're not. But I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. I think, I, I mean, at least when I was a kid, I liked being treated like I was an adult to an extent. So anyways, I think that's a good age for you to be interacting with children because they're not annoying and they'll still listen to you. And they're nice. At least these kids were very nice. So this week... We, in school, we started dissecting the heart and the lungs. And I've never really had any issues with, like, our cadaver dissections in the lab. I've always found it very interesting, and I still do, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to dissect on cadavers because I know that not every medical school is able to afford that opportunity for their medical students. So I'm very, very grateful that we have that opportunity. That being said, something about seeing the heart cutting into the atrium and the aorta and seeing the pulmonary valves and just like the smells and seeing the blood clots and I hope you're not eating when you're listening to this. It was just like, oh wow. It just really like, it hit me very, like I had, yeah, I was struggling through that entire lab. I was like trying to talk, but I would get whiffs of the blood clots in the heart and then just start like choking on my words. Um, So it wasn't it wasn't a great experience, but it kind of reminded me of high school anatomy when we dissected cats. I feel like we don't talk about that enough. Like a lot of high schools did anatomy dissections on animals, but I feel like for the most part, it's kind of unnecessary to make high schoolers 
do like dissections on cadavers. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. I appreciated the opportunity. Where are they getting the cats from? Like, that's my question. Like, where are the animals coming from? And why do we, why? I can understand if if you're going to become a veterinarian or like if you're going to go into like animal sciences, but in high school, you don't really know what you want to do. And I don't think that dissecting a cat is going to be somebody's reason for why they want to be a veterinarian. It definitely wasn't my reason for why I wanted to be a physician. The class itself was the reason, but the cat dissection, we could have skipped. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough. Like a lot of high schools had people in anatomy class dissecting like, I think we also did this, but we did like sheep brains or pig brains or something like that. Like where, where are these things coming from? Where and why? So, so yeah, that was my little spiel on that. Just anatomy in general this week was kind of rough. So I'm hoping next week's a little bit better. I haven't looked ahead, so I have no idea what we're doing because I've just been studying for this exam. But I I think it's going to be better. It has to be better than the heart and the lungs in terms of my gag reflex because that was really being tested this past week. My next thing is something I've talked about before. How easy it is to make your house smell like sewage. So I think I mentioned this in last week's episode, but I was basically gone for a month over winter break. And I came back to my house smelling strongly of sewage. And in my earlier episode titled, Sometimes It's Just a Sewage Leak, I talked about kind of a little bit of backstory, but if you haven't listened to it, I'll just, you know, I'll tell you now. Basically, I came home one night after happy hour, after like a exam with my, with my buddies at Kitchen Social, I would highly recommend their happy hour. We actually missed happy hour because we couldn't get bar seating. So that was really depressing. Anywho, so I came back from that and I walked in through the garage and I smelled something. And then I was like sniff sniffing with my nose, walking around investigating. And I realized this smell is kind of like rotten egg smell. Isn't rotten egg smell like gas leak? So then I started freaking out and I did what any 22-year-old, most 22-year-old women would do. I called my dad. I was like, hey, like, you know, it smells like rotten eggs. Is it a gas leak? Like, I don't know. And then my dad was also like, I don't know. And so I was like, okay, great. Um, But he told me to call the gas or utility company. And so I called the utility company and then the lady was like, all right, you have to leave your house. You have to be more than 100 feet away. Like, we're going to send somebody. And I was like, um, I don't know if it's that serious. Like, I don't even actually know if it's actual gas. Like, and she was like, babe, get out of your house. I was like, okay. So I parked my car across the street, waited an hour for the guy to come. And then the guy came and he stepped into my house for like 0.02 seconds and was like, this is a sewage leak. So that was a little embarrassing. I had asked him at the time, I was like, so how, how does one get rid of a sewage leak? Like what even causes it? And he basically said, I don't know, and it'll go away in its own time. So I was like, okay, great. It did kind of go away a couple days later, so I didn't really worry about it. But then I came back from break, and it was back. And I was like, oh, good God, here we go again. Um, And so I had to investigate a little bit to make sure that it was actually sewage leak and not a gas leak. And it was. It was just a sewage leak because it really smelled the strongest in my guest bathroom. So the thing about the guest bathroom is I don't, really use it that often and so basically what happened is 
the excess water that's supposed to be in the P turn, which is like the little loop um, that forms like a P, so that's why it's called the P turn, evaporated. And that's a problem because the water in that P turn absorbs like the sewage gas, this bad smelling gas. So when it's gone, the bad smelling gas goes out into the home rather than like out of the home. Um, so yeah, so basically it happened from disuse and my house smelled really bad for a while. I bought like the snake drain and I bought this like liquid plumber because I thought that the drain was clogged. I was like, oh, maybe that's why it's smelling bad. Like there's something in there still. So I wasted, I think 20 bucks on that stuff because I put the liquid plumber down there and the cheapest Amazon snake drains came in a pack of six. So now I have six snake drains, one which of is used. And yeah, there it came out clean. There was nothing in there. And so then I told my dad, I was like, well, I mean, you know, I don't know what the problem is. Um, but he looked it up on YouTube and apparently it's just from disuse. So I just had to like run the water. So I did. I did run the water and it is way better now. It still smells bad, but it's just limited to that bathroom, which is very exciting news. So, you know, if you have extra bathrooms in your house that you don't use frequently, this is your reminder to run the water in the tub, flush the toilet, run the sink water, because eventually it's going to smell horrifying and you don't want that. It's not fun. So one of the things I hate about living alone is like when issues like this happen, I have to figure it like I have no other choice. I have to figure it out. I can't like defer the responsibility to somebody else. Um, but you know, it's a good thing we're learning, we're living and we're learning and that's what life's all about. The next thing is something that I've been obsessed with recently. It's not a song, it is an inanimate object. Diffusers, essential oil diffusers. I didn't really get into them until like I bought one, I think it was around the, around the fall time last year, around the time I moved in, I got a um, humidifier slash essential oil diffuser and it ended up being like way bigger than I thought it was so I didn't really use it that much but I really got into it the past couple weeks oh my god I'm in love with this thing I bought a little pack of essential oils of course everything's from Amazon and I just put some in my diffuser whenever I'm out to study or I'm just gonna sit in the space for a while something about like scents I think as I've gotten older I've just gotten very like Maybe not sensitive, but just like perceptive to sense. Like I feel like I smell stuff better now. That could be completely inaccurate, um, but that's just how I feel. So I love having my diffuser because I can make my room smell like lavender. I can make my room smell like peppermint, just like based on the mood I'm in. Maybe today is a lemon day or maybe it's orange. Like you never know. I haven't experimented with mixing the oils to get like special scents from like different combos like lemon and orange. Maybe we're going for a citrus vibe. I don't know. Um, so that's yet to be done. I'm kind of scared. Like I don't want to do it and then it smells bad and then I'd have to, you know, that would be a waste of essential oil. Then I have to dump it all out and like restart. So that is kind of holding me back a little bit. That being said, get yourself a diffuser because, oh my God. And if you're living in a place where the air's drying out because of winter or whatever, you're prone to nosebleeds get one that's also a humidifier because that's going to help with your nosebleeds and going to make your room smell good. When I was going through the whole sewage leak ordeal, if I didn't have my diffuser and my two Trader Joe's candles, I don't know what I would have done because, oh my God, the house smelled absolutely vile. It was like every time I left the house and came back, like 
physically I would gag because of the smell like it was so gross and I'm not even exaggerating because my parents came over last weekend and my mom was like what is that smell and I was like you know I don't know I don't know I still don't fully understand the whole water pee turn thing um but that's the explanation so anyways diffusers buy one okay moving on laundry sheets I feel like I get a lot of ads for like different laundry sheet companies but I don't know if that's because like I personally like use laundry sheets because I wanted to buy myself a hydro flask and actually I am I am going to buy myself a hydro flask I decided on like the type and the style and everything I want so it's just a matter of actually committing to the purchase which is a whole other ordeal for me because I have a thing of like I want stuff but I don't want to spend money and so how do you acquire stuff without spending money without stealing um and so anyways all of that aside, I I buy laundry sheets. Oh wait, okay. The th- the reason I brought up the water bottle is because I've been looking for hydro flask, hydro flask like online, and now all my YouTube ads are hydro flask ads. So I don't know if I keep getting laundry sheet ads because like I buy laundry sheets. But anyways, I specifically use the company Sheets. I'm sure any brand is fine, but laundry sheets are life-changing. I have been using laundry sheets for like all through college and like now, so like last four years. They save you space because you don't have to use a huge jug. They're very like mess-free, very light, very easy to use. And if you're, if you're doing a small load, cut the sheet in half. If you have a huge load, use two sheets. Like very simple, very easy. Just throw the sheet in and it's done. I feel like people don't give laundry sheets the love it deserves, similar to BB Bop in a completely different way but similar so also if you're looking for an alternative to laundry detergent i would highly recommend sheets um i don't know about pricing i joined like their subscription program so you get a discount on the what's it called on the sheets i buy the laundry sheets and the dryer sheets i'm kind of obsessed with the fresh linen scent of theirs um, and so i really love their products and i love i love laundry sheets what can i say i just think that too many people are using regular laundry detergent when laundry sheets are a thing now. So, and it's better for the environment too. I'll leave it there. This is something that <laughs> um, one of my friends was talking about when we were all studying together. The confidence of mediocre white men. I feel like that is also something that we don't talk about too much. That doesn't really need much explaining. I feel like it's self-explanatory, but it's just like when you really sit down and think about it, it is, it's wild. It really is. I'm going to leave it there. The next thing, warmies. I, it might just be like the side of social media that I'm on, which I'm going to be real with you. My algorithm is so messed up. It consists of, I don't even know what to call it, but like people on Instagram reels <laughs> or TikTok who are like fitness influencers, but like religious fitness influencers so they dress like you know quote-unquote modestly or like things like that and it's like in the name of god um so i get stuff like that and then i have like 10 year old girls saying like i'm a sephora kid of course i have a whole skincare collection so i have that as well and i also have the you know more fitness influencers but it's like the boys fighting their demons because a girl left them kind of thing So we have a very wide variety of age groups on my For You page. So that's the kind of stuff I see. So I might just not be in the zeitgeist of the time. However, I don't think enough people talk about warmies. If you don't know what a warmie is, it's a stuffed animal 
that has a little lavender sachet in it that's microwavable, so you can heat it up, and it smells like lavender. I made a crucial, crucial, crucial mistake with my warmie that I acquired via gifting. When I worked as an RA, um, we got them as like appreciation gifts. I told them my favorite animal was an elephant, so I got a little elephant named her Ellie Belly, of course, from Love Island, season five, Molly May and Tommy Fury. I love them. I accidentally put Ellie Belly in the wash. Warmies are not supposed to go in the washing machine. You're supposed to just wipe them off with like a wet wipe. Because of the sachet, like the microwavable sachet, it's made of like grains and stuff like that. So it absorbs all the water. And then when you put it in the dryer, it doesn't, like it doesn't work. So that was a whole ordeal over the summer. It was actually really traumatizing because I thought I'd have to throw Ellie Belly away. And like for the longest time, the grains weren't drying. So then she just smelled really bad. Kind of like the sewage leak, like it was pretty bad. But I persevered, I didn't give up, and neither neither did she, and she ended up being fine, and now she's okay, but she'll never be the same. <laughs> I can't, I think if I were to put her in the microwave, my house would smell horrifying. And, you know, so that's unfortunate. That being said, the concept of warmies is amazing, and I think that not enough people know about warmies or have warmies, but I would highly recommend them. I don't have no idea how much they are, no idea where one purchases them because I didn't buy mine. That being said, I'm sure there's a website. I'm sure they're on Amazon, and I would recommend them. So at least you know from a real person that they're great. Cooking as a stress reliever, that's my next one. I wanted to talk about my Friday night. So I came back from school, and I was just like mentally drained and exhausted from the week in general. And just the, I was stressed for the upcoming weekend in terms of like studying and stuff like that. Like I was having pre-stress about the stress I was going to have over the weekend, if that makes sense. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook. I'm going to cook because I think that's going to help. And honestly, it did. I made tofu and I made, well, I was going to make pasta, but I was talking to my mom on the phone and she was like, so what are you going to make? Like, what are you cooking? Because as we all know, I can't cook. I was like, oh, you're like, you know, I'm going to do pasta. I have a jar of pasta sauce in the fridge. It's been sitting there for a month. It's fine. And my mom was like, it definitely had like mold build up at this point because it had been opened and I was like oh and I checked and, and as all moms are she was right I was like okay great um so I had to toss that away but I had ramen so and it's not like the like the generic like packeted ramen it's like the fancy like organic ramen so I made that and I made my tofu and actually the tofu turned out pretty good so you know did I follow a recipe no I followed my heart I just put random seasonings on it, some agave, some garlic vinaigrette, and called it a day, and it was great. Um, but anywho, so I made the ramen, and then just chose the completely wrong size bowl for it, so half of it spilled out of the bowl, down the oven, like, it was so gross and so bad, it was really depressing, um, and I still don't think I actually properly cleaned it, because I can still see, like, ramen stains everywhere, which is really bothering me but not enough for me to actually clean. So, but this point of the message here, I think cooking is a really great stress reliever, even though it didn't necessarily go as I had planned. I think people hate doing dishes and just like hate energy expenditure, uh, that like the amount of energy that cooking takes, but I think it's a very like productive way to spend time that isn't doing work or school or you know whatever it is you're trying to avoid. 
So I enjoyed it. And I mean, you know, I took the time I was doing my dishes to listen to a podcast, listen to Man Eater by Andrew Bart Feldman. Like, it's time that you can do other things. Because, like, okay, I know I said there's no multitasking in 2024, but like this isn't really something that matters. Like doing the dishes, like I can do something else if I wanted to during this time. It doesn't make me worse at washing the dishes, if that makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, so I like to look at cooking and like, washing dishes, doing laundry chores as time for me to like catch my podcast, listen to some music. And so, yeah, to me, that's very stress relieving. I don't think we talk about cooking as a stress reliever enough, but maybe that's because people don't feel like it's stress relieving to them. And that's totally understandable. Next one, how easy it is to zone out while driving. This is horrifying to admit, but I feel like a lot of times, especially when I'm on like a route that is familiar to me that I've done a million times, I get from where I started to my destination and I've blacked out the last like how many ever minutes. I have no recollection of getting from point A to point B. I have no idea what songs were being played. No idea. No clue. And that stresses me out a lot when I think about it. Like when I sit down and think about it, it like freaks me out. Because how is that possible? Um, Yeah, and I don't know. I think it's something that people don't really like talk about a lot or discuss. It is a little scary though to think about. So I literally have no nothing else to say. I was it's just a scary realization that I came to. I'm so used to driving from my house to the rec center and back, and it's only like a it's a very short drive. And so yeah, I zone out a lot during those drives and sometimes they're in the morning, like early morning, there's no cars anyways. And so it's not necessarily like I'm putting myself or anyone else in danger, but you never know. And it's always important to be like present when you're operating a vehicle. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. And I definitely don't think I'm the only person who like zones out while driving. I think that's a very common experience for people. So it's interesting. I don't know. It's crazy how the human brain works. Next up, macadamia nut milk we talk about almond milk soy milk coconut milk cashew milk why is macadamia nut milk not more mainstream why isn't it cheaper why like why can i only find it in certain stores like macadamia nut milk to me is the best alternative milk on the market and i don't know it's just very hard to find it in like cafes you can get it at whole foods or trader joe's but it's like five dollars for a tiny little carton And I finish it in less than a week. So I have to like ration out my macadamia nut milk. We're living in 2024. I should be able to buy macadamia nut milk in bigger carton sizes. And they used to sell macadamia nut milk at Costco. But I don't know what happened. They discontinued it. It's That was the most depressing realization. Because every week we'd go to Costco, I would have macadamia nut milk on my list. Never there. Check that aisle every single time. Never there. So... I got a macadamia almond cashew mixed milk from Trader Joe's. I'm very excited to see how that is because it was the same size as the macadamia milk carton for half the price. I'm hoping it still has that creaminess from macadamia nut milk that I really like. I don't even know how to describe it. I just like it. I think it just tastes better than like almond milk. Like almond milk's my second choice. It's not wrong, but it's very like, it's giving water. You know what I mean? Like it's not... It's not the best alternative out there. Soy milk's fine. I think it's the best in terms of like nutrition profile. It's very similar to milk in terms of like protein content. It's not my favorite though. So yeah, if you haven't tried macadamia nut milk and you have the funds 
to a four to five dollar carton of milk i would highly recommend it i love it lastly going in line with the macadamia nut milk at trader joe's the best time to visit trader joe's i've been a whore for trader joe's since moving back to ohio nine years ago at this point i feel like i just realized the best time to go is friday night an hour before they close i went with my mom this past friday night Never before have I had a more relaxing experience at Trader Joe's. First off, parking was not an issue. Second off, I could walk around freely. I could stop in front of what I was look like the aisles I was looking at. Like when you go on the weekends or when you go like after work hours, like past 5 p.m., there's no space to move. You are in a war zone. And if you don't move, somebody is going to shoulder past you. Like people are going to be mad at you no matter where you step. If you're standing in place for too long, like you're going to be in somebody's way inevitably. Somebody's going to be in your way. And then you have to like try to politely stand behind them awkwardly, but at a distance where they don't feel like, oh, this person's like too close to me. You have to fight to push your cart through the crowds of people. So it's just like, it's a whole thing and it's so stressful for no reason. And I love Trader Joe's. I don't want it to be a stressful experience. Go an hour before they close. It was so empty. It w- I don't know if it just was, you know, it just happened to be a coincidence that it was like this. But I think Friday night's hour before closing is a great time to go. Like all the employees were nice as they always are, even though maybe they were nice because they were about to leave, you know. But I mean, they're nice in general. But yeah, everybody was just like the vibes were vibing. It was a great experience at Trader Joe's at 8 p.m. I loved it. And my favorite thing about Trader Joe's is like just perusing the aisles and walking around, but I couldn't couldn't feel like I could do that in my recent visits because I would go on the weekends and then it was so crowded that I was like, all right, like I just got to trudge through and like pick up my ravioli and pick up my bananas and like whatever else and leave. Bananas. Bananas are another thing that we don't talk about enough. The versatility of bananas is insane. I was eating breakfast this morning and I, you know, not listening to anything and I was thinking about bananas because... I had a banana, like a banana peanut butter toast kind of deal for breakfast yesterday, but I didn't use the whole banana. I had half a banana left and I left it in the fridge. And so I had that banana today for breakfast with my peanut butter toast. It was cold. And that reminded me, we can make ice cream from bananas. It tastes amazing in baked desserts. You can use it for like unbaked desserts as well, like like unbaked like oatmeal cookies or like I don't know, like mug cakes. I guess that's not technically baked, but it's like microwave. But you get the point. Like the versatility of bananas is amazing. And I feel like we don't appreciate them enough. But there are some, I know, it's like the artificial banana flavor. I can get behind the haters on that. Like I also don't like artificial banana flavor. But if something has banana in it, like you best believe you're going to taste the banana. It's not going to be subtle. I'm okay with that though. Like if I were to have like a banana strawberry smoothie, I'm not tasting the strawberry, but that's fine. Bananas are good for me. I know that. So give me the bananas. I'll eat all the bananas. I'll make it into ice cream. I haven't done that in so long. So now I'm like, should I freeze my bananas and make ice cream? I have that Ninja, uh, what's it called? Blender that I haven't used since I tried to make a smoothie once and dropped everything out of the blender. Um, You know, so that was a humbling experience. I don't know. I talked about that in an episode. Who knows how long ago that was, but that kind of scarred me from using the blender. So I haven't touched it. I haven't touched it in 2024, but maybe this week will be the week because I'm going to make some nice cream. Who is to say? So I I don't know. I just got really passionate about bananas. Okay. (laughs) Well, 
that's all I had. You know, those are some things I think that we don't talk about enough that like maybe deserve some more love. Let me know if you agree with the stuff that I've talked about or if I'm just on the side of the internet, on a different side of the internet that's not a part of the zeitgeist, which is, you know, always a possibility with me. I just feel like my For You page is so messed up and so weird and there's no way to bring it back. So that's really unfortunate, but it's the path I've chosen. In terms of SMART goals updates, I have successfully continued my Dry January campaign. Very exciting. I got a mocktail recently at uh, Bud's Food Dairy Hall. I think that's, I don't know the wording of it, but it's in the short north. It was called Lover's Era. I think, I don't know if I talked about it in last week's episode. I don't know what was in it, but it was amazing. I loved it. It was a little expensive for a mocktail, but it was good. Next month, I've decided I'm going to be doing yoga with Adrienne. She has a specific like journey for the month of January where you do a yoga video every day. I did one last week when I didn't feel like working out. To say I felt rejuvenated would be an understatement. Like, I don't know, something about the 20 minutes with Adrienne, I was like, I I came out of, I walked off the mat a different person. I was like, oh my God, like this was life-changing. Imagine doing that every night. So there's 31 days in January. So I'm assuming there's going to be like 31 workouts. Obviously in February, there's, well, it's a leap year. So there's 29 days. So I will do it into like March 1st because there'll be 30 videos since I already did one of them, whatever, math's hard. So I'm going to do the Yoga with Adrian journey for the month of February plus like the first night of March. Or maybe I'll do two videos one day if I'm feeling crazy. We'll see. Um, but regardless, I will do all 31 videos from this journey. Very excited. She's been doing this for a while now. I've never done them before. Um, my younger sister had started it. I don't know if she's still doing it. I guess I should ask her what she thinks of them. But one of my friends posts her like time lapses. I was trying to think of the word time lapses of her doing the yoga workouts like on TikTok every day. And it's very motivating. So I'm excited to start that next month. All right. Well, that's all I have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting to this point of the episode. I hope you took away something from today. Maybe it's to get a diffuser. Maybe it's to run the water in your neglected bathroom so that you don't get a sewage leak. Whatever it was, I hope you had fun. I know I did. This was a great break from studying for me. At this time tomorrow, I will be done with my exam, so I'm celebrating. Yeah. If you liked what you listened to, make sure to follow, turn on post notifications, new episodes every Monday, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Love you.